Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another long-awaited Busty Babes main episode. In this episode, we talk about discrimination. Um, that is in terms of the LGBT community, but we also discuss Black Lives Matter, and obviously, this um episode going up does not mean we are diminishing the black lives matter movement we would we always support the black lives matter movement if you'd like to support the black lives matter movement with us please check out our instagram at bb underscore podcast and look at the highlights on there we've got a lot of resources for you feel free to check out other black creators on instagram we have a um highlights on our instagram of people of color creators charities um shops all that kind of stuff that you can support uh, this trigger warning is for general things such as um, assault, discrimination, physical assault, sexual abuse, sexual assault, um, mental health, racism, this, did I say discrimination? If I didn't, I'm going to say it, and if I did, I'm just going to tell you again, so discrimination is another one. Um... Yeah, there's, a, there's quite a lot of stuff in this episode, it's quite heavy, so if you're not in place, please go into another one of our episodes, we have plenty of fun uplifting episodes, and please enjoy it, yes, and feel free to correct us on anything that we say, we are always open to criticism, Um, so if you want to email us um, at bastybabespodcast.com.com no, bustybabespodcast at hotmail.com. God, I'm, I'm losing it. These trigger warnings are making me lose it. But yeah, please enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. So, hi. Hi. Welcome to this week's main, which we may or may not have got up in time. Fine. Um, it's, it, it's not the snack. It's not the starter. It's not the dessert. It is the main. Yes, it is. Well done. Thank you. Oh, really? That was a great analogy, actually, I think. Um, This is our first main episode for Pride Month. Panic. All month. The internal panic just hit me. (laughs) We really hope you've enjoyed our other Pride themed episodes. If you did, you can get excited for more of them. If they're actually up, let's be honest. Huh? If they're actually up, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, they're actually up and you can listen to them and like. <laughs> if yeah. like I had a fucking edit, a fucking episode, then we'll be fine. It'd be great if Beth understood how to work a laptop. Um, <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so what will we be speaking about today, Beth? Today we are going to be discussing the topic of discrimination. Specifically within the lgbtq plus community because the gays i'm i'm not part of the community i've witnessed it and experienced it as an ally i feel like Mm. and i've seen you guys through it and it's not been nice yeah so today we're going to be covering certain things like where we've well where beth has experienced discrimination where i've witnessed it going to be looking into some facts and stats because who doesn't love a cheeky facts and stats part of the episode i know i love it that's um, because you're a middle-aged lady 
Yes. I am. Secretly. But we love it. We love you. It's Thank okay. You. We support you. Oh, I love you too. Aww. Um, And then I will be recounting a, a news story article that only happened like a couple of years ago, I think. But it, it really had me. I think it was in the mainstream. It wasn't just in like gay media. Um, but yeah. I think before we get into the LGBT part of this episode, um, there's a really important thing that we need to talk about that is going around right now and is happening right now. And we'll have, like, when this goes up, it will still probably be very topical. Um, and seeing as we're talking about discrimination, I think it's good that we, like, hear the top so we can get into our LGBT topic. But um, the Black Lives Matter movement is yeah. so close to our hearts and so close to what we stand for as a podcast and we don't want to be political we don't want to get political and we don't well we well, well. Not, i said this to somebody the other day what's happening right now in minneapolis it's not even a political thing it's a social thing a it's a human thing he killed a black man and abused his power of authority to do so mm. And as we're recording this, he's still only got third degree. I'm really hoping by the time this gets up, it's like first degree. Because if somebody is lying there and they are saying, I can't breathe, you're going to kill me. And you carry on. You had that headspace, babes. There's videos of it. And like, if you're not in the headspace to watch the videos, then don't. But I watched the video and it was disgusting. And it's not even like... I know that I say, just to protect us, I want to say, like, we don't want to be political and we don't want to, like, get, like, we don't want people to get any hate. But if you disagree, you know what, scrap that. If you disagree with the ruling that he's a murderer and if you agree with what he did, then don't listen to our podcast. Don't. You don't, you don't. Because it's disgusting. It's not even, it's not even conservative or liberal. It's not even a case of whether it's conservative or liberal or it's, it's okay or it's not okay. He murdered someone. I want to talk about the George Floyd, um, Black Lives Matter thing so much, but I don't feel like, um, I know how to, like, I know what I want to Mm. say, but I don't know how to say it without being like, I'm a white person and I'm talking about this black guy that got murdered by another white person. Yes. I, I almost feel like I don't deserve a voice because I didn't have his. But once I've learned how to do so, then I will. I have put a little bit of stories and I am going to make a highlight if I haven't already. Yeah. For mass movement, particularly George Floyd. Um, because we're in, two, we're in 2020. How is this still happening? Yeah. How many more instances of racism and racial injustice and um, authorities, you know, abusing their power? How many more examples of that do we have to go through until it's finally like, okay, this is a yeah. plan? Yeah, I think it's. I think the issue we're not going to be able to cover it all in this episode because this is an LGBT episode and this is a space for queer people but there are a lot of uh, people of colour in the queer community and also I didn't want our silence to be taken as we are siding with the people who disagree with his like we don't want to be taken as that and we just I thought it'd be good to get out of the way at the top if you do not support Black Lives Matter fuck off we don't want you here we don't need you here we don't want anybody who doesn't believe that like somebody matters and somebody should be alive simply because they're a human being and not because of their colour of their skin 
exactly it's just I could talk about it for hours because I've always been brought up in a very racism household mm. um even like older generations of my family were very anti-racist and to see that it's still going on I mean my when my grandparents left this world like three four years ago they were quite comfortable in that they thought that me and my brother would be able to grow up in a society where a black person would be treated with as much kindness and care and consideration as we would as white people and it's just been provoked it's just been completely you know they're not and it's disgusting in my a levels i had to study straight out of compton and the reason why we studied straight out of compton the film was not because it's an amazing film we studied it to look at the racial injustice in it exactly it's because america is built on stolen land it's it their whole thing is built from this is this is going off on such a tangent but their whole idea and their whole country is built on them stealing culture and stealing the land from people who say like native americans yeah. were the first people there and americans still think that it's their country like white americans still think that it's their country and it's not your it's not your yeah. country and it's it's basically like somebody taking your phone and being like well this is my phone and then being like you're not allowed your phone back i'm sorry and then when you try and get your phone back it's like them going what the fuck do you think you're doing like arrest that person for trying to steal my phone and that person gets arrested for trying to steal their phone back it's ridiculous that's not a very good analogy but it's that is what it's basically built on and it's always going to be a problem because of the like (sighs) slavery was worldwide like slavery was constant worldwide thing it still goes on today um it is disgusting and i think america is just founded on uh, a foundation of stealing things that aren't theirs and racism definitely and that's Um, the same with england to be honest with you (laughs) we are built like from stealing things that aren't ours so we're not exempt from it but america is pretty bad yeah um so yeah, if you would like to see any more information on it, as I say, we will have a highlight on our Instagram um, or podcast. And if any of what we're going to speak about today or what we have just spoken about in terms of George George Floyd has affected you, when you want to speak to us personally or privately, feel free to email us at bustedbasepodcast at hotmail.com. We're always yeah. looking for that. Long or short, we're here for you. And we want to get as many like black voices and like people yeah. of colour out there like we want to support you as much as possible and also email us if we had said anything wrong we're not like afraid of yeah. being corrected yeah so. exactly anyway on to today's episode which is on to an even darker subject <laughs> um i feel like it's fair to say that in the community and in the village that we've grown up in it's very white traditionalist christian people um it's we live in an aging community let's put it out there i mean we could just about scrape enough teenagers together to get into school yeah (laughs) yeah so i feel like where discrimination is concerned it's there and it's not good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i remember so many occasions where you and have experienced homophobia or transphobia or anything like that and it's it's heartbreaking to see it's the same as the George Floyd thing it breaks my heart because you're just you and you yeah. don't 
be beaten up for it. Yeah, and you're just a human, a human being. And I think, well, I think we should probably start by, like, maybe giving a bit of context to what discrimination like means not means to us but what what we see is discrimination against the yeah. lgbt community and like the history of discrimination in the lgbt community maybe yeah okay so what would you what is your definition of discrimination i'd say it's with for the lgbt i'd say it's like anything that excludes you from being a normal part of like society and anything that is like specific hate towards you simply because of the something you can't control like your sexuality or your gender identity yeah. or your skin color or anything like that yeah no i definitely agree i think discrimination to me is is it's ignorance it's entirely an ignorance it's a person who doesn't who hasn't got the intellectual level to look at you as something deeper than your sexuality, your race, your colour of your skin, your religion, stuff like that. Definitely. want to take that time to do it, so they're just going to call you a racial slur, a sexual slur, or whatever. Yeah. I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think um, discrimination has been historically pretty awful towards the LGBT community. I mean, we don't learn about it a lot in history, which is discrimination within itself. Um, Yeah. But... (laughs) We don't, like, LGBT history is literally just loads of fighting back against being discriminated against. Like, we were only just allowed to marry each other in, like, certain countries. And we're still not allowed to marry each other in countries now. So I think it's, there's so many sections to discrimination. There's, like, the violence of it and there's the not being able to get married. And there's so many parts of it. But I think what we're probably gonna focus on today is probably how what it is with us and like our personal experience yeah but we wish we we could talk about the entire history of it but it's just so much how long have you got um it is it is hard though isn't it because you know how far back does it go i mean even like looking back to when we were in primary school if somebody called you gay that was an insult literally how long have they done that for? How long have they been just throwing, a la- a- 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 throwing around slurs as an insult? Well, when we when I was growing up, it was still okay to call people gay. Like, it wasn't even a slur at that point. It was just normal. And then, obviously, when I got into primary school, I was quite like a, a little vigilante justice warrior. I was like, don't call people gay. That's disgusting. How could you do that? <laughs> Like, not knowing what it actually meant, I was just, like, trying to be woke. And then I kind of <laughs> learned what it meant, and I was like, oh, like, actually, don't call people gay. It's not okay. Like, it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, like, people will be what they want to be. Yeah. Um, but I, it comes in so many walks of life, and, like, God, when was it? Yeah, but I heard a story about somebody who lived in like a sort of like ruralish area and she went to Oxford with her girlfriend and because she was in Oxford and nobody knew them they could like hold hands and like walk around as like a couple and hug and stuff like that and I think like that how is that still happening in today's society like how are we still fighting just to hold another person's hand I know it's so weird I think with the LGBT as well there's so many different levels of discrimination because like there's transgender discrimination and then there's like sexuality discrimination and it's such a different thing i mean 
I have experience in all of it because <laughs> I've decided to be all of them. Um, <laughs> all those boxes. I tick every single box. Um, but like, I think for me, it's more upsetting when it's somebody you know that's discriminating against you, like somebody that's like close to you, like your family members. But obviously, there's like discrimination politics and stuff but when your family members are discriminating against you it's pretty it's pretty shit yeah yeah no definitely and you know I know that you've experienced discrimination and homophobia um I remember in school people used to shout so many like slurs at you I used to get asked how I had sex in like year like eight nine yeah and like, be like, like none of their business literally they'd be sitting across i've been trying to do my work and they'd be like do you sit like fuck off how do you have sex oh my god you're such a dyke and i was like okay <laughs> like I am what I <laughs> it's none of your business and i mean with my sister it was different because she was the first to come out in our family and like she when she came out at school because we went to the same school everyone was like oh your sister's a lesbo your sister's a lesbian oh my god have you seen that your sister's like this and that and people treated me different simply because just my sister was dating a woman like yeah. I, I mean I, I bet it's probably the same with you because your mum is like a lesbian and like dates women or she doesn't like labels but she dates women and like yeah is in love with women and like that like second hand kind of like having to see someone you love go through that as well is really difficult yeah like hard experience. particularly with family where like mum's um uncles because they're men you know they're baby boom men, so mm. they're from a generation where the man marries the woman and then they can have the children and then the children go to school and they have a lovely life while the kids are at school and you know stuff like that so even though before mum came out, they were, you know, well, one of them was really lovely. One of them was a bit of a brown chip up and up like that. Yeah, even though they were like normal uncles and family members, like before mum came out, since she came out, even like at like my grandparents' funeral, when my mum, one of them my mum took her ex-girlfriend to one of them my mum took her now wife, both times the uncles the the aunties were fine but the mm-hmm. uncles were like I don't really know how to react around you my mum was like you've known me for like my whole life you've known me for over 40 years and now you can't even look me in the eye because I'm holding my girlfriend's hand yeah and it's just I I used to get so angry about it because she's my mum and I want I fought in my own brain so hard to like convince myself that as long as she's happy everything's fine um, mm. which I now believe but as a young as a younger teenager who whose parents are just split up and this other woman had come into our lives and I was just like my happiness or mum's happiness which one do I choose <laughs> now I am I you know very quickly came to a point where I was like right, mum's happiness is so important why won't they just let her be happy Mm. And I just, I got so angry about it. And then people talk about it at school. And, like, it's just, like, maybe it's my fault for being too open about it at school. But no, shut up. It's not your fault at all. You should be able to be open about it. She's your mum. Yeah. but I That's just... the thing. Internalised homophobia and discrimination is not okay. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. No, it's just really, you know, in a parents' evenings, I remember my mum's ex parents' evening. They were like, oh, so... 
Is this your sister? And I was like, no. This is my no. Like, <laughs> they were like, so Rachel said really well. <laughs> going on? She's doing all right, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it, it has been really hard. And I feel the exact same for you. I feel the exact level of passion. And I want you to be happy as much as like, I feel it for mum, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I mean, love is love is love like nothing changes that and when mum did come out and she you know once like the waters has settled a bit and she just said look love is love and sometimes you might fall in love with a woman and sometimes you might fall in love with things and it really made me question like labels who even is she like genuinely and it really made me question my own I wouldn't say it made me question my sexuality. Please yawn. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it made me question my sexuality. <laughs> it made me question everything I knew. Like, you know, you're straight until you find a girl that you fall in love with. You see what I mean? Like, maybe like you're, maybe we do get attracted to souls as opposed to. Yes. Gender. And that's yes. what a lot about. I think a lot about it a lot but I don't want to label myself because I've only dated men and I don't think it's my place to label myself if you don't want a label you don't have to have a label but I think personally I think we fall in love with people and we don't fall in love with like you don't I don't I don't see gender but like <laughs> I don't see gender as like a, a thing in the way of like me falling in love with someone like if you if you want to be a woman, be a woman. I'll fuck you anyway. Like, if you want to be a man, be a man. I'll sleep with you anyway. Like, if you want, if you just want to be a person, then great with me. That's fine. I'll sleep with you as well. Like, I don't think it's... I, personally, I don't see it as a problem. I don't see it as... Like, it doesn't affect me. Whatever you are, you are. I'm just yeah. a hoe. I'm just a hoe for everyone. And I love everyone. True. And um, that's the best way to be. But no, like, uh, okay so I, I keep saying it and it's gonna lose all meaning but like because I now knew, now saw love as love I was like okay so why are people hating because like literally how can you hate love I mean I'm a different person now and I hate the idea of me being in love but <laughs> how can you <laughs> how can you rip other people down I think for being in love that's my thing yeah absolutely I mean Especially when you listen to the rest of our interviews and things like that, you you'll hear how hard it has been for certain people to come out and the courage that it took them and how many years it took them to finally accept themselves before they could even get other people to accept them. You realise that actually they've been on this insane journey, and for you to now shout a, sec- uh, a homophobic slur or something like that, it just it takes everything away that they've done, and it's exactly. It takes you two seconds to shout a homophobic slur, but it takes them years to come out and feel comfortable within themselves. And that's that's the disgusting thing. Like, don't rip someone down simply because you can. Like, learn, educate yourself. Like, h- homophobia as a word is ridiculous because you cannot be afraid of gay people. Yes, like, that's what I think. You don't, you don't, like, sit there and go, oh, it's a gay. Like, no. There aren't horror films about gay relationships. 
exactly. You know what? I'm scared of straight people. They scare me. You know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be heterophobic because fuck straight people. No, <laughs> but like it just it upsets me to a point where I'm just like it makes me so angry and seeing the links like I'm lucky in the fact that I've never been physically attacked for being gay I've never been physically assaulted I've never I've only ever had like verbal attack and verbal discrimination it's always been like quite low-key which sounds stupid like any form of discrimination is like awful but I feel like quite lucky within myself to never have had to be like beaten up or mugged but yeah. I know I've heard stories of people that have got that I've heard stories of a discrimination in America where people have got so upset about somebody loving somebody else that they've gone in and shot up an entire nightclub of people that they don't even know like I remember that day like it was one of those moments it's like when Princess Diana died like I I wasn't born when Princess Diana died like I remember exactly where I was and I remember who I was with and how I heard about the nightclub shooting yeah. And it, we're talking about Pulse nightclub shooting if you don't yeah, know it broke my heart into a thousand pieces because I think at that time there were loads of terrorist attacks weren't there and it yeah. and not gay people like there was the one in France at the concert um, and it led on to a lot of other terrorist attacks you know around the world which is just awful in itself but hearing about the Pulse nightclub shooting it just it really hit home because I think it was just after mum came out and I was like, what if mum had been on a night out and she just never came home? What exactly? Night out and you never came home and I never saw my friends again. It would, it killed, like, I don't think I was out to my, well, I was probably out, but I probably wasn't out, out to my parents at the time. Out, and, out. Out, out, And like, I had to watch it on the news and it destroyed the community. It like, completely annihilated the community we were all grieving together because like it's really hard to speak about because the the idea that you can go in and murder people that like have done nothing wrong they haven't hurt anybody they have they're not hurting people that's my thing somebody loving a woman is not hurting you it's nothing to do with you somebody loving a man is not hurting you it's nothing to fucking do with you someone being a different gender than they were assigned at birth or someone finding their identity or someone not loving anyone or someone only loving people romantically or someone only loving somebody sexually that's the the thing is that's their life that's their like experience that's what they want to do it's fucking nothing to do if you don't want to do that don't do it just don't like shit on people who want to exactly it's just it's just ridiculous when you strip it back but then i think the same as racism and xenophobia and all the others when people say all muslims are terrorists well no they're not they're for their terrorists and they're not even real muslims because the whole islam religion is not based on violence the whole principle of it is love and peace and like spreading love the people who are terrorists they are terrorists they're not muslims they're not they don't follow the islam faith they use it to like portray their anger and they use it to cover their prejudice just like the when a white man goes and shoots up a fucking school or goes and shoots up a mosque or goes and shoots up a place nobody goes like if they're a christian nobody goes oh well all christians are terrorists no they don't because that person's white 
But as soon as somebody's wearing a hijab or as soon as somebody's wearing a burqa or as soon as somebody's got a different shade of um, skin, they're suddenly a terrorist. Yeah. And it, just, it makes me so angry because... I don't know. I just We I'm, sound so angry in this episode. We're literally just like, fuck everyone. <laughs> I, it, but how could you? Like, how could you group a, a group of people when they're obviously not the same? How dare you group It doesn't make like sense when you strip it back. Like, you wouldn't, like, have, like, a group of 100 sheep and one was infertile, so you just kill all of them because one was infertile, so the others might exactly. be. Exactly. Like, that was a really random... I have no idea how I came up with that. That is very weird, but we support it. Um, like, and the, we've gone on, like, a completely different tangent and we're going down a completely different road, but it's still discrimination. Like, the... the Allah Akbar is God is great or something like that. It means something beautiful. And Muslims say it when they see something so beautiful and it reminds them that God is great and God is beautiful and God has created this world for them. And yet people have now taken it as, oh, that's a terrorist. As soon as someone says Allah Akbar, they're like, oh my God, you're going to blow us all up. No, shut up, you dick. They are just, oh, I'm so angry. They are just practicing their religion and experiencing the beauty of what they think is God. And it's like, they're allowed to do that. You don't need to be a dick about it. Exactly. And I feel like we're every single person, all seven on this planet, being gifted with a voice and a brain. We can use those for good. (laughs) Or you can be a homophobe or a racist. They're not the only options, Beth. <laughs> you can be a good person or you can be a homophobe or a racist. That is the options. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, why don't we, like, value what we have, i.e. our voices and our brains and our thought processes, and use it for something good? There are so many ways that we could turn things negative. You know, violence is negative and it's a big thing, but being verbal, being verbally positive, like, it just it changes everything. Yes. I agree. Uh, we need more voices and we need, I mean, we're quite, I would say we're quite confident. We're quite assured in our knowledge and our belief. We're quite vocal. We're quite vocal and we will happily speak to thousands and thousands of people that can't speak. But if if those thousands and thousands and thousands of people did speak, think of the progress that would make. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, I think I'm holding a slipper right now and I don't even know where I've got it from. Anyway, I think that, like, within the LGBT community, we need to, LGBTQ plus community, we need to stop attacking each other and start like fighting against the discrimination around us because whilst we're attacking each other within the community like oh you can't do this oh you can't identify as that oh i'm sorry that doesn't exist oh that's not okay oh you have to be this way to feel this and you have to be this way to feel that we are going to lose the support of each other and the people around us and it's going to be easier for people to infiltrate our community and turn it into something that it's not we need to be supporting each other and discrimination is historical and it's alive and well today and it's it's awful and we shouldn't be allowing it in our community much less to our community yeah i mean we talk about a lot more in a lot more detail in a later episode this month but i didn't realize how big a thing biphobia was in this 
fat thing. It's disgusting. Imagine being part of a community that says, okay, we'll let you in. This is your place. This is safe haven. This is your sanctuary. And then you continue to get discriminated against because you're not one of the other. I don't have to imagine it, babe. I'm in it. It's fucking awful, mate. I'm, like, being bisexual, like, I think even being, when I was transgender within the community, um, I, people wouldn't date me because, like, lesbians obviously wouldn't date me because they're lesbians, they like women. But, like, bisexual people would be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I'm bisexual, so it's okay if I date you. Like, no. If I, if I was presenting as a cis trans male, you would be, like, it's a whole thing. It's and the biphobia is rampant and the phobia of dating trans people is rampant like gay people wouldn't date me because i didn't have a penis and they were like oh i'm sorry you're not a man and like it's the same with trans women we're like lesbians obviously say oh i don't want to date some lesbians some lesbians say they don't want to date trans women because they don't have a vagina and i'm like don't be a fucking dick like you're allowed preferences you're allowed your preference but don't shut yourself off simply because somebody doesn't have the autonomy they're still a woman like you can still form a connection with them it's not all about sex yeah and biophobia is a massive thing earlier yeah biophobia is like lesbians won't date a bisexual because they're greedy and they're more likely to cheat on you and like it's just you pick a side you're greedy like fuck off yeah so what would you say was your most notable notable case of discrimination against you specifically either when you were um socially transitioning or with your sexuality or i don't actually know there's like loads of little things luckily i haven't been exposed to like a massive is there has there ever been a time where somebody said something and it's really stuck in your head and it's really made you rethink everything um i think it's just a lot of my like family um and like luckily my family are a lot more wise up now to it but when i was transgender a lot of the time i would hear from people really close to me and people that were supposed to be supporting me um that i had a mental illness and that i was sick and i needed mental help and that being transgender wasn't real and it wasn't normal and I shouldn't be doing it and um I also had a lot oh you'll always be my daughter or you'll always be my like child and like a lot of it was just being made to feel really uncomfortable and not at home simply because I I chose to or like I experienced gender dysphoria and I was like I want to be a man so I think my main thing is like at home when I was transitioning or the fact that I think I wasn't allowed to bring girlfriends around the house because it was like a given that we were going to have sex and they thought that we were going to have sex under the roof and they didn't want that which was like weird (laughs) but like I'm not going to say it's stupid because it's your family but it's stupid but yeah and now I see my stepbrothers bringing their girlfriends around the house and I'm like oh would that be different like is it just they've changed now or is it like different because it's a man and a woman and they don't they think they're less sexual or something I mean obviously I'm quite a sexual person and I fuck everyone but like it's still like I'd still I feel like the 
but the fear is there that if I bring you up around a girlfriend, they're not gonna. It's not gonna be the same as if when my stepbrothers bring around their boyfriend, their boyfriends. I thought, wow, they're, they're like if they bring Why around their them. <laughs> they're both gays. No, they're really very straight people, but they're lovely. Um, so yeah, I think that's the main kind of it's subtle discrimination that gets to me quite a lot. Like I, this is gonna sound stupid, but I would rather someone punch me in the face. Like, I would have rather been beaten up by my, my parents. No, <laughs> I would have rather been just, like, punched in the face a couple of times and, like, got it over with and people still respected me and understood my, like, identity rather than the years of, like, just, like, what is the word? Like, chipping away yeah. at who I was and what I chose to be. And, like, the, the realisation that it's never going to be the same for me. It's never going to be... The same. like if I marry a man I'll be fine but if it's never going to be the same if I marry a woman because some of my family won't support that like I, they're lovely and they love me forever but I don't think they'll it won't be the same as if I would marry a man and that that coming to the realization that it's not going to be the same for me is kind of upsetting because I all I want is to be treated the same and like I want I would love to bring a girl home and be like, look at this is my girlfriend, she's wonderful, and like my family would be like, oh wow, that's great. Which I, I, they probably would be, but I think underlying it there would be that kind of. Yeah. That was basically a rant about nothing, but yeah. <laughs> it was a rant about something, and it needed to be heard. Thank you, Rachel. Oh my god. What I find most. What I've always found really difficult as an ally, and I feel like such an, like like I don't deserve to find things difficult because I'm not. You do deserve to find things difficult. You're okay. am I? I'm just a supporter. But the thing I always found hardest was when I used to like hang out with other friends that were gay, and I'd be like the only straight one in the group. I'd be the minority, and people would say, "Well, that must be more gay then." And I'm like, "Well, no, it just means I'm not spiteful." Yeah, just My means heart. I'm not a cunt. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but I soon like got over that, like as soon as I like got boyfriends, people were like, Oh, so she is straight and I was like, Well, I wasn't saying it for nothing. <laughs> I mean still now people believe that we're together. People, people believe, believe that we're having sex. Just simply simply because I'm like I like women and we're good friends. And me obviously because i'm a texty beast but like there are people out there that think we are sleeping together even when we're not <laughs> i hate gay people i hate gay sex it makes me sick to my stomach good Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um but no it's so i used to find that really hard when you know you're like 13 14 and like you have all these hormones rushing and, and especially with mum explaining her love is love speech i was a bit like am i what am I? But now I am very comfortable in who I am, and I can stand here and say, very "You straight, like a man, very cis." Um, you know, I I am what I am, and I feel like I fought to be straight. It's really weird. Um, yeah. But there was an incident actually at work a few weeks ago now. So I have a regular customer. I say regular. She comes in. I have a customer that comes in, and she. Uh, trans, she's a trans woman and she's like smack bang in the middle of her um, like medical transitioning process yes, medical yeah. transitioning, yeah yeah, um, so she 
he's like started like her hormones and blah 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 and we you know this is a woman in like her 60s but i genuinely built up a friendship with her I, just, I think she's great she's really funny she's really insightful i really love speaking to her when she comes in um i feel like i might know who you're talking about she got glasses no oh. it's not the same one no um oh it's hot and sweaty in here but anyway a few weeks ago um she came in and you know she got what she wanted there's another friend who's similar you know she's a regular but she's not she comes in a few times a week but i'm a bit like wary of her for other reasons hmm. um, and she was behind my trans customer um and i was and my trans customer's like oh i won't stay for too long so you've got other customers but i'll see you later in the week and i was like yeah okay see you later bye bye um she left as soon as she left this other woman this woman when was that a man and I went that's a woman and she went no but is it a man and I said it's a, and I said she's a transitioning um woman now that she's transgender she's like oh right because from the back I thought it was a man and I got really confused and I was like are you like actually deranged like so I ended up going through this whole like speech about trans people and she's like how can you ever think that you're a man and I said well, I'm quite comfortable in knowing that I'm the gender I was assigned at birth, mm. but some people aren't, and that's why they change themselves, and that's why I do it. And I literally gave like an entire TED talk about transitioning and tra- and uh, transgender people and stuff like that. And she went, "So, are they cross-dressed?" And I went, "No, she's she's a woman. She's a trans woman." And I had to go through this like thirty thousand times, and I was like. If I have to go through this so many times, imagine how they have to go through it. Yeah. But but I'm so glad that I had to go through it instead of my my friend because I it was it was tiring for me because it was so repetitive. I can't imagine how difficult it must be when you were living that life and you have to explain it a million and one times. Yeah. It is really difficult and when you're like speaking from experience I think the with me I was quite good at passing as like I'm like a cis male so I didn't get a lot of discrimination but when when I opened my mouth you could definitely tell that I was transgender um simply because I wasn't like on hormones (laughs) um and I'm going family (laughs) um and the amount of like somebody asked me my name my name on the bus and I was like oh my name's um Theo which was my old transgender name and they were like, you sound like a woman. And I was like, we've, you don't know who I am. And it was like, um, she was like a bit of a, I think she was a bit out of it, really. And she was like, doesn't, doesn't he sound like a woman? And everyone were like around me was just like really uncomfortably looking at me like, oh. He was like, are you sure you're not a woman? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. She was like, you sound like a she. She sounds like a she. And I was like, Jesus Christ, we're on the bus. I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get home. You just leave me alone. <laughs> But it's just, I don't know, I felt that was discrimination in a sense because it's like what we spoke about, well, we speak about in a later podcast episode that we recorded earlier on today, in that it doesn't matter, like, what's down there because you're never going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're going to have sex with me, which you're not, because you're fucking crusty and ugly as fuck, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> but like unless you're gonna have sex with me you don't need to know you know exactly and that's the I wish because there was definitely a point in time where I was very curious when we were like 15 or 16 and when you first came out as trans and I was really curious about everything and I get that there's that initial curiosity and maybe I've grown up a bit or maybe I've just learned a lot more because I asked so many questions but now I know what to say what not to say how to word things how to not word things and very easily take you from being an ally to being transphobic homophobic yeah yeah and I think it's really good like obviously we've said before when we were speaking about um, my transgender experience and how I was kind of like talk to me if you need to know anything because I'm fine with that I was like quite open about it but not every trans person is like there to educate you they're not your teacher Mm. they're not like I'm not speaking to you directly I'm not saying Rachel not every trans person is your teacher no but like like not every trans person owes you an explanation to their entire gender history and identity and not every trans person is a spokesperson for the trans community like you should be educating yourself on these things you should be going out there googling it looking up like trying to find people that are happy to talk about it on the internet like you shouldn't be asking the poor person next to you also what do you have in your pants are you going to transition medically what are you going to take are you going to get a penis are you going to get a vagina do you have a vagina already have you had the surgery what's going on down there like fuck off no leave them alone i mean i've now i keep going back to this person and i don't mean to but just the best example i've got that isn't you (laughs) um this customer she you know i've probably seen her like for a couple of months now because i she got furloughed but i met her the week before she got furloughed so i must have met her at like the end of march um but i obviously didn't ask this thing straight away and i was really shocked when one day we were just having a chat and somehow we got onto the topic talking about her mum actually because um her mum wasn't very well she very sadly passed a couple of weeks ago um but I was like, oh, so is your mum quite, like, accepting? Because she said that she had a sister. And I was like, you know, just yeah. wanted to build a conversation, really. And she's like, oh, my mum's amazing. You know, oh. she's been with me since I started my hormones. And she needed to the very end to see, like, me fully transitioned. It just broke my heart because now that <sighs> the mum's gone, it's like, but I, I didn't asked I think that was what shocked me the most is that I'd built that relationship with somebody trusted me people say a lot that I'm a really trusting figure I know so much about so many people you are I tell you everything like literally I don't think there's something I haven't told you to be honest no I don't think there's nothing I haven't told you but a lot of customers just like tell me their stories and I don't mind because I love a chat so that's probably why they tell me because I you're open. open you're open you're so you're that's what I think makes you a really good ally as well because you just listen to people you don't like try and talk over people you just listen to their stories yeah. and what they have to say I love listening to people like this is why I love podcasts because like if we ever had like a conversation like in a later podcast episode you will see I keep referring to this later podcast episode because it's so, it's good. so good um but we both of us we just listened for like the whole hour because I didn't need to talk. I didn't need to put anything in. I just needed to listen. Yeah. We want to use our platform as a way to get people's voices and their stories out there. And we don't need to... Sometimes we don't need to tell these people stories. They can tell them for themselves. Like, yeah. And when you listen to the episode, um, 
it is I almost cried in the episode a little bit because it's so beautiful the way this person speaks and the way that they express their story and talk about the story and every single interview we've done is like has been a beautiful experience and has been amazing to talk to people and it's like hear what they have to say because it's so wonderful to listen to their stories yeah and I definitely think it's something we will continue forward yes um do you want to do you have anything else to say on like just general discrimination do you want to get into the facts and stuff no I don't have anything else to say do you no I'm pretty I think we covered quite a lot of it to be honest yes Oh my god, I've just checked my phone and I've like 30 messages in the work group chat. Jesus Christ, there's some tea going down. Um, Can you hear me on my headphone microphone? No, it must be on your iPad microphone. Sick. So, I find stats and facts really interesting, but these are like really bad. So, one in ten LGBT people who were looking for a house or flat to rent or buy the last year were discriminated against because of their sexual orientation and or gender identity so that's 10 percent that's fucking disgusting that's it's actually disgusting mm. one in four black asian and minority ethnic lgbt people 24 percent assessing social services in the last year have been discriminated against because of their sexual orientation and or gender identity and I feel like, did we speak about it on the pod or did we just speak about it like in the chat? Where we spoke about like levels of privilege where we spoke like... Oh, we spoke about it on the podcast, I think. Yeah, where we said like, for, like gay people obviously like discriminate against loads, but then you've got like your people of colour in the mm. LGBT community. Like they're just like way down the bottom of the list. Exactly. And it's the it's the added racism and the homophobia and it just creates this awful like hierarchy of like people and that's why i think well, i'm so adamant that we need to stop attacking each other in the lgbt community and start like loving each other and building it's a community it's supposed to be built on the foundation of love and support and equality hmm. um so almost three in ten lgbt people who visited who visited a faith service or place of worship in the past 12 months experienced discrimination and that it out to me because I I'm not religious I'm almost anti-religion at this point but and no not but and the reason <laughs> for this was their lack of inclusivity and their lack of open-mindedness yeah I think I know where I'm going with that I think a lot of people use the bible as a way to hide their homophobia like religion isn't um fundamentally homophobic but people use it yeah to be fundamentally homophobic when you know it doesn't have to be and i don't know just i have very conflicting views about religion and especially religion with um sexuality and stuff yeah we have because we have um our friend is religious and she's lovely and she's really supportive of me as well and like everyone she I don't think she like hates anyone and that's what I feel like religion should be and it shouldn't be a case of like if you don't want to live that lifestyle don't live it don't like love other people if you don't want to be gay or you don't want to be transgender then you don't have to but like don't hate other people for doing something that makes them feel happy 
honestly, I was thinking about earlier, nobody forces being gay, being bi, being trans upon you. If anything, vegans force it upon you. (laughs) One of the people we're having on the podcast maybe is a vegan and she's like very vegan. Is she going to like turn us vegan? Possibly. Well, I'm halfway there, so I don't mind really. I'm I'm trying to be more vegan, but it's not working. Anyway, there's off topic. (laughs) Talk about that another time. Uh, One in five LGBT people have experienced a hate crime or incident. In the last 12 months, sorry, I bet there. I have a feeling that will be even more than one in five, to be honest, because the amount of people that report the hate crime and the amount of people that experience the hate crime is completely different. But, like, yeah. that is, even without the people who haven't reported it, that's a massive number and it shouldn't be allowed. I feel like hate crimes are just... They could, they could... I feel like a lot of people who aren't in the community, like, just, like, passers-by, I feel like they turn such a blind eye to hate crimes and it just angers me so much more because it's like you could have done so much to prevent that and yeah you just walked on by exactly i think if you have a voice you need to use it and if you're in the place to use your voice to support other people you should that's my thing you have an obligation and like if you're privileged enough to be able to speak without fear then do it because it is so important that you use your privilege for good yeah um two in five trans people um have experienced a hate crime in the last 12 months and one in six lgb people who aren't trans have experienced a hate crime in the last 12 months so it's it's higher for trans people which i would i say it's accurate I'm only going by what the media tells me, and I don't think the media tells me enough about. I think it's, I think it's definitely accurate. I think transgender people are discriminated against in our own community, like in the LGBT as well as outside of the LGBT. Like people don't, I think it's because people don't understand it as much as they can try and understand sexuality, and that's what breeds the hate and the like thing. And it's like it's not a new thing. Transgender people have been around for years and years and years it's just your little mind and your prejudice that is keeping you from accepting and loving them i think about that all the time because there was this tv series that i watched on the bbc um not too long ago probably within the last year um called gentleman jack which had what's her name that really amazing actress i think i know who you're talking about but i don't know her name the one who's in dr foster yes oh yes what's her name i have no idea anyway it doesn't matter and it's a nearly biographical thing i think it has some like fabricated bits in it but it's about the first modern lesbian and it just makes it 1800s and she was a woman and she wore a binder and she didn't you know identify as trans as such maybe because she didn't know what it was but she definitely felt she wasn't she didn't she wanted to be seen as a man because men were so powerful in that time but she loved women she was a solicitor and she wore like padded shoulders to make her shoulders look broader and a binder and things like that to make her look as less feminine as possible but obviously like, literally still, still had to wear a dress what um, an icon and i genuinely think like that was in the 1800s why are we still like not you know any further than what we were 
you know, 150 years ago. I know, and like, have you seen, um, there's a film, The Danish Girl, which is really famous, and it's based on a true story, and it's all, like, factual, and she, the, she died, obviously, having the surgery, and we're so lucky now that the surgery is more advanced, it's still not yeah. quite as advanced, but it's more advanced, um, yeah. and more things, but, like, that, that happened ages ago in history, and there's, e- even in Native American history, it goes back so far as, like, two-spirit, and people that I can identify as different, like, two different genders, and people that don't experience gender, it's histor- historically there, it's just a case of people nowadays being closed-minded yeah and I, I just I don't understand how like because I know a lot of people say that it's only come about in like recent years with like the sexual liberation in the 60s and stuff like that, but it wasn't like it's been there for hundreds of years yeah, yeah. And it's still an like embedded issue in our society when it's not exactly um, the number of lesbian, gay, and bi people who have experienced a hate crime or incident in the last year because of their sexual orientation has risen by 78%. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? That's and ridiculous. Between 2013 and 2017. So a bit outdated, but... Still. I'm getting all these facts from stonewall.org. Stonewall's great. We stand. We stand. Um, for, this goes back to what you were saying. Four and five LGBT people who experienced a hate crime didn't report it to the police. Yes. Yes. Three in ten LGBT people avoid certain streets because they do not feel safe there as a member of the community. That's true, yeah. Um, more than a third LGBT people said they don't feel comfortable walking down the street while holding on his hand. This increases to three in five gay men. That's upsetting. It's so sad. If those statistics don't upset you, then you're a dick. No. <laughs> like, and that goes back to what I was saying about um, the couple in Oxford. I have no idea where I heard that story. It's just like lingering in my brain. Um, and the final one, one in ten LGBT people have experienced homophobic, biphobic or transphobic abuse online directed towards them personally in the last month. Yeah, that is that is what annoys me. I think at least people who say it to your face have the guts to say it to your face, like fucking anonymous people on the Internet telling you to kill yourself or slit your wrists or anything like that, like just simply because of your sexual orientation or your gender identity that's disgusting that's cowardly that is as well as being horrible homophobia and bullying that's also really cowardly you need to sort yourself out you little prick yeah not speaking to anyone in particular but like just putting out there you're a man you know who you are you know who you are um i will come to you i will fucking murder you in your sleep sorry continue (laughs) Uh, about a year ago there was a hate crime on a London bus. I do not remember this. I know that you want to speak about this on the podcast, but I don't. I surprisingly, for the first time in ages, I'm not queued up about an LGBT issue, and I would love to hear what yeah. it is about. You've heard it. So I'm just getting these pointers off of BBC News. Um. So Melania Gaiman Gaimanat. 
We are so sorry. <laughs> we are uh, so sorry for the pronunciation of that name, but continue. Uh, he suffered a hate crime with her partner, Chris. Um, on top deck of London night bus as they were travelling to Camden Town. Yeah. A group of young men began harassing them when they discovered the women were a couple, asking them to kiss while making sexual gestures. These were four male teenagers aged between 15 and 18, and they have been arrested. Um, they were being questioned on suspicion of robbery and aggravated grievous bodily harm, so GBH. Um, speaking about the attack, uh, Melania told BBC Radio 4 she had previously experienced a lot of verbal violence, but she had never been physically attacked before because of her sexuality. Had they, like, what did they do to her? Did they beat her up? Oh, oh. Melania said they surrounded us and started to say really aggressive stuff, things about sexual positions, lesbians claiming we could kiss so they could fought up. Either situation, I tried to make some jokes like Chris. Was it understanding because, like, like Chris, was it understanding because she didn't speak English? She even acted as if she was sick, but they started throwing coins. The next thing I know, Chris is in the middle of the bus and they are punching her. So I immediately went there by impulse and tried to put her out of there. They started punching me. I was really bleeding. Jesus. Asked whether the attack left her less willing to hold hands in public, Chris said, I'm not scared about being physically queer. If anything, you should do it more. But she yes. added, I still am angry. It was scary, but this is not a novel situation. <laughs> they stole their phone back, broke Melania's nose. That's disgusting. And apparently some of them has Spanish. One of the men spoke Spanish and the other had British accents. So, yeah. Sorry that's the... broken up. But basically it's a hate crime on a bus where some teenagers thought it would be really funny to, you know, be really judgmental of a, 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 a couple, a female couple, and they said no. And then we went... Okay. The age is what is upsetting as well. I thought we, like, generationally we come past homophobia, but obviously not. The fact that one of them was Spanish really makes me think, so I know that Spain is a really Catholic, very Catholic country. Um, Yeah. So maybe it's not as advanced there. But... Like, I don't even... But that's the thing, I don't care whether you're Catholic or you're Christian or you're Spanish or you're this or you're that or you're whatever, if you think it's okay to beat somebody up on a bus just because you want to, that's fucking disgusting and you should exactly. be in prison. And I, I, I'm I, so thankful that that was in the mainstream media. I didn't have to look for it, you know, really deeply. It was just there on the um, BBC News website obviously in their archives, but I didn't have to search for it. And I remember it being, you know, in the news a lot. Um, and I'm glad that it is because I felt like for so many, these sort of things are kept out of mainstream media because it wasn't deemed important or relatable or anything like that. Mm. But obviously it is. And now people know the severity of hate crime, but also they know that people will take action against hate crime. 
exactly. And I love what they, what she said in there about her wanting to hold hands more because it's like, no matter how many... Like, beating somebody up isn't going to change their sexuality. It's just going to make you look like a piece of shit. Like, it's just yeah. going to make... It's going to make them more afraid and more scared, but it's not going to make them any less who they are. They're still yeah. going to be who they want to be. In fact, they're just going to fucking be it more just to spite you. Like, I'm yeah. so lucky. Like, I see it here, read things like this, and I'm so lucky that I've never been attacked physically because of my sexuality or because of my, like, identity. But, like, that's not the same for everybody. And people... in Still, in the countries today, it's okay to kill somebody because they're gay. Like, the stoning gay people and stoning transgender people and conversion therapy is still a thing in America, as I probably think it is a thing here. Like, it's disgusting. And d- doing those things to people isn't going to make them any different. It's just going to make you different. It's going to make you an awful person. Does it scare you knowing that it's a possibility that one day the verbal abuse you get could become physical yeah i still struggle with romantic relationships with with women because in like in publicly being romantic with a woman is terrifying to me because people don't like it unless you're it's for their sexual gratification so unless you're doing it to get them off or unless you're doing it because it's hot for them then it's it's not okay and like the over sexualization of women women loving women relationships is disgusting and like the amount of times I've been asked to have threesomes like from strangers or the amount of times if I'm holding a woman's hand or I'm with a girl and I've been asked oh like oh you're quite fit or you want to kiss or like that kind of stuff is like disgusting and I'm I'm always scared that one person could see me and think that I'm like be offended by me and that could be like the end of my life or the end of like it could be what like puts me in hospital or like that kind of thing like one person can affect everything and like it's it's scary because you have to think about like if you're walking down the street you have to think oh will these people be offended if I kiss my girlfriend or will these people be offended if I'm holding my girlfriend's hand or like what is going to happen to me if I do this and you shouldn't have to think like that you should be able to freely do what you want in your town or wherever you are in the country what also shocks me story is it happened in our capital and I don't know yeah. if I feel like a lot of people feel like um if you're in a city and you're showing your sexuality or your gender identity or anything like that it's more accepted than if you stayed in like a little town or a little village or stuff like that but it still happens like in the big yeah. city it kind of I'm... almost not safe anywhere when that shouldn't have to be the case exactly and it's it's weird but I feel like I've got less hate in like the village where we live like I've got less abuse from living here than I have when I'm in the city or when I'm like if I go to the nearest city to us or like if I go into town or I do something like that I get more hate there than I do here and it just goes to show you that wherever you are like it's it doesn't matter where you are people it's the people that make it dangerous it's not the places and like if you have a if you are out there right now and you're listening to this and you have a choice to make a space safe and you have a choice to protect people do it yeah. Like if you have a choice to use your privilege to look after people and look out for people, do it because like chances are 
we are the LGBTQ plus people in your community are terrified pretty much yeah. all the time to be so, themselves. Um, yeah, so my iPad's like on 6%. So, so I feel like that's a good place to end it, to be honest hang with on, you. Hang on, I have another question surrounding I know, check me out. Um, what can we do as a community, as individuals, as members of the community, as allies, what can we do to help better the situation? What can we do to help prevent hate crime and discrimination? Go um listen love and speak up definitely those are my three i actually saw a really lovely quote um it was to do with george floyd again but obviously it could be applied to anything you need if you're an ally so if you're you're an ally for the lgbt you're an ally for the um black lives matter movement and things like that um you need to speak up not speak for yes and i feel like that's so important and i feel like it's something that there's a very fine line between it and it's very easy to speak for instead of speak up yeah and it's the same with like when you stand with people i always like to say that i stand behind like with with black lives matter i say we stand behind you because we will never be on the same wavelength as them because we've never experienced the same discrimination as them because of our skin color we will always stand behind them and always support them and always be lifting them up but we will never stand for them or in front of them yes absolutely totally agree and i feel like this is such a nice way to end it yeah now it's time to end it fuck you (laughs) bye guys we hate you no (laughs) no so where can they find us best if they want to see some more lgbc positivity funding what they can do to help sort of thing well they can find us for the whole month of june being absolute homosexuals on um instagram at bb underscore podcast and they can email us at busty babes podcast at hotmail.com if they want to get in touch if they want to have any questions if they just want to be gay with us if they want to just if you are a really fit lesbian looking for a girlfriend hit me up um if you're a really nice straight person looking for a girlfriend hit us up um you know what like email us we're here for you like exactly definitely so and yeah don't forget to subscribe or follow or whatever it is on like platform that you're listening on or um, just switch off the podcast and never listen to us again. You do no, you, sis. Um, <laughs> we support you. In order to... Uh, oh, you put me off my train now. <laughs> notified every time we upload a new episode. Because as we say, for the months of June, it's just Pride-themed episodes. Monday yes. and Friday. Monday to Friday. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living get them I need to burp. Okay, this is it. right. Okay, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> we love you all. Be gay, be safe, don't do drugs.